If you want to go ahead and be turning uh, to Matthew chapter 8, that's where we're going to start here tonight. Matthew chapter 8. I got to studying last night as I was starting to put my message thoughts together on paper and uh, had this, I guess, general theme that God put on my heart, had a verse of Scripture to go with it. And the more deep I got into it, the more God started showing me, you're going to have to break this up. And so it was a blessing to me, but Lord willing, we're going to start a study uh, for a few Sunday nights. Um, and I don't know, this might, it seemed like this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, God's given me a good bit of material already, and it, like I said, it was a blessing to me. But um, it just so happens that Christmas is next uh, Monday, and we think of all that that involves, and what we try to teach these youngins and what we try to keep in mind, what it's all about. Um, Christmas is about the birth of Christ, no doubt. And um, we celebrate Jesus being born of a virgin and, and so on. But also about how much God loves us. You know, it took His love, first of all, to even send His Son. And so we see that He gives us so many things uh, because of His love, and that's even one we're going to deal with, but just the general thought, the title, if you will, of this study that God's placed on my heart, we're going to start here tonight, Matthew chapter 8, uh, is going to be what He gives. If you want to just label it as such, uh, I'll title it what He gives, what God gives. That's what I want to deal with for the next several Sunday nights. Um, we're going to start here in Matthew chapter 8, and I'll read a little bit and then throw out uh, the specific thought that I have on my heart for tonight. Uh, start here in verse 23, Matthew 8, 23. It says, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. Behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. That was a great calm. I want to stop reading there with this uh, verse number 26 here. Tonight I want to focus, as I said, on the things that he gives, what God provides I want to focus on how He gives us rest. How He gives us rest, but also peace. They kind of go hand in hand. I'm not just talking about sleep, and we're going to deal with sleep, believe it or not, but God gives us rest. And a lot of times that, ha you know, really all the time, in order to have rest, you got to have peace, don't you? To have, you know, proper, uh, you know, genuine rest, you got to have peace. Um, but also, I want to throw this out there based on what God's put on my heart just to give you kind of a prelude or a, um, a, a spoiler alert. Uh, we're going to deal with this tonight, but also how uh, God gives us wisdom. He gives us the victory. God gives us His love. He gives us grace. And most importantly, He gives us His Son. And uh, like I said, this is probably the tip of the iceberg. I hadn't really even studied that deep into it yet, but that's just a few thoughts I've had that Lord willing will do this study on. But anyways, I want to focus here on number 25, uh, verse number 25. 
I'm sorry, number 24. Number 24. Uh, you see that they, there. it says there arose this great tempest in the sea. They were in this ship, and it, it was getting crazy. It was getting scary, no doubt. And they were worried, but I want you to look at the last little uh, phrase of verse number 24. What was Jesus doing? It says, but he was asleep. You know, most times we think of how, you know, when we read this account of Scripture, we think of uh, applying it to how we ought to have more faith. And I've heard it used, you know, I've heard this Scripture read uh, several times in my life, and, and we say, oh, you know, uh, you know, this is an example of how we need to have faith, and, and I've taken it that way, and you read it this way, and it is a, it is a great example of how He said, look, you know, all you had to do I was just trusting me. You got me on board. What's the big deal? And he said, oh, you have little faith. Uh, why are you fearful? Oh, you have little faith. And, and we apply that. Uh, we see this as an example of worrying when we should be trusting. And, and no doubt that's a good example. That's a good lesson from this. Uh, but I want to point out tonight how Jesus set another example that God revealed to me. And, and it starts with how, uh, verse 24, we find, but he was asleep. Why do we need to know that Jesus was asleep? I mean, he could have been, you know, he, he, he could have been doing anything else. He could have been uh, right there, you know, comforting them. Look, y'all don't worry. Everything's going to be all right. Uh, you, you don't find a lot of times where it mentions Jesus being asleep. Uh, but we find in, in this most um, chaotic, uh, worrisome time, the time where nobody should be sleeping, it's like, well, what's Jesus doing? He's asleep. He's asleep. That's odd. I don't know about y'all, but it's odd to me that in the middle of this chaos, the middle of this storm, Jesus was sleeping. All the disciples, they, they were fighting this storm. They were working hard, you know. And, and I don't know if y'all ever, uh, you know, maybe watched some kind of movie or uh, read a book or, or even went sailing before in an old old school type sailboat, but there's a lot of work involved in, in uh, making sure that the boat goes in the right direction and, uh, you know, handling them sails and steering the boat and everything. And uh, especially way back then, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, you know, knowledge as far as what we know now on, on boats and things. It was a lot uh, more work involved as far as physical labor trying to uh, steer a boat and sail a boat. And so they were working hard. They were fighting this storm, and it was great. The storm was uh, uh, just very tempestuous. And they were doing everything they could, but Jesus was asleep. And I find that very interesting. But I also see, and I want to point this out tonight, that He did this for an example. And the Lord put on my heart with this that sometimes... We need to take time from the storms of life to rest and seek peace. That's a beautiful example of how even though the waves were crashing, the wind was whipping, the boat was rocking, and the disciples were freaking out, uh, Jesus was sound asleep. That is a wonderful example because He gave us that example of how we can, uh, we can with the help of the Lord, we can rest with the help of the Lord. Uh, we can have peace even when all these things of life are still going on. 
He said, Preacher, I have so much going on. You have no idea what I'm going through. I have so much piled on top of me. I'm here to tell you tonight, take a break. I'm here to tell you tonight, you need to rest. You need to find moments in your life where you seek peace. Uh, you, you, you recalibrate. You get your bearings about you because as a child of God, uh, we can become ineffective. Uh, talked about this morning being a self-hindrance. We can become uh, a hindrance to ourselves when we allow ourselves to go too long without stopping and resting. And that's important. Jesus showed us uh, how important it is. You say, Preacher, I have so much going on. Jesus had more going on while walking on this earth than we could ever imagine. He was sleeping. He was sound asleep. I, I, I mean... We look at this account of Scripture, and it's so ironic, it's kind of hilarious to me, kind of funny to me, because we look at this and say, you know, they were in the middle of this horrible storm, and all the while, that was the least of Jesus' worries. The disciples thought, oh my goodness, this is the end, boys. We, we, about, to, we about to go out. We about to die. Jesus wasn't even worried about it. He had other things on his mind uh, while he wasn't sleeping. But even with that, he still found the time to rest. Uh, he was 100% man just as much as 100% God. And so that's a wonderful example. Even Jesus had to rest. He had to sleep. He actually had to lay down, shut his eyes, uh, get some sleep, get some Z's, probably snoring. He was out like a light. That is a perfect example. Some of us think that we are just superhumans and, and we can just go, go, go and we put all this on top of us and, and then we wonder why we're so grouchy. We wonder why everything's so miserable. Maybe it's because you need to stop for a minute and get you some sleep. I, I mean, I'm dead serious tonight. God gave us that. He designed us that way. You say, oh, I don't need sleep. I beg to differ. I, I don't need rest. I just need I, I need such and such to happen. I need God to help me here and help me there. You'll be amazed what a good night's sleep will do you. I was talking to Sister June about this not too long ago, but um, I can't remember exactly what we was talking, to, uh, talking about, but you might remember, remember uh, Sister June. It was, I told you how... I think it might have been I got up early in the morning to study for a Sunday night message. I said, you know, it's just so much more clear. And she said, oh, it's amazing how much more clear of a decision you can make whenever you got some sleep. <laughs> and that's so true. It's so true how when you allow yourself to rest the way God designed you to do, I mean, it, it, it helps your decision-making skills, if anything. And, and there's a lot more important things to do with why we need to get rest, and we're going to get into that, but just for the simple fact, your body needs it. We're human. We're man. I, I'm man. Jesus was 100% man, and He showed us there's nothing wrong with sleeping. There's, there's something wrong with too much sleep, but there's also something wrong with not getting any sleep, because you're going to be ready to kill somebody. It's important. Jesus had more going on than any of us could imagine, like I mentioned. Um, 
he knew his job from from day one. And, and I say that. I mean, I, I told Trini. I said, I I wonder when he was born. If he was just you know a, a grown up mind, a god mind, a god like mine in the in the body of a baby, just sitting there in the in the manger. Yeah, I'm a baby right now. I've often wondered that. You know. Uh, did he? I mean, did he realize he was just a little infant whenever he was an infant? Or I mean, that is beyond my comprehension. But as far as I know, as far back as you would think, uh, just just think how far back you might can remember. Four years old, five years old, y'all might could remember something that happened to you when you were that young. I don't know. Uh, but as far back as you remember. Add some to that, probably, and that's how long Jesus knew exactly what He was supposed to be doing. He knew His whole life. Luke chapter 2, we find that He was 12 years old, and He was about the Father's business. And He always was headed toward the cross. And so He had more on His mind, He had more on His plate uh, than any of us could ever imagine. Yet he was 100% man. Man needs to rest. We can find rest in the storms of life. I want to encourage you with that tonight. I'm not saying that you have got to find... Preacher said I've got to do some crazy... Uh, you know, so, do something out of this world. I've got to go way out of my way make sure that I get everything solved in my life before I can have rest. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you can have rest no matter what's going on. You can find rest even though everything in your life is chaotic. If everything is falling in, you can find rest. Why? Because we serve a good God. We serve a powerful God. We serve a, a, a God who provides refuge and safety. And we're going to uh, refer to a scripture that even proves that further here in a minute. But we serve a God who allows us to get rest no matter what we are in. Because we need it and He knows we need it. And it's a blessing. That's one of the things He gives us. Rest. Peace. We can find that rest. But also, I say peace also because I want you to look back at verse 26. Not only was He showing, hey guys, I'm trying to get some sleep. <laughs> look at verse 26. It says, And He saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then what did He do? He arose and rebuked the winds and the seas, and there was a great calm. You can have peace, too, with Jesus. He was showing us you need rest. You can find rest in the storms of life. You can also find peace in the storms of life. That's beautiful. It, it, it's, it's possible. A lot of times we get in our head... You know, I, I, I'm just going to live until I die, and, and I'm just going to be working myself to death till I die. I'm just going to be worried about my family till I die. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live worried sick. You don't have to live constantly worried about the things that's going on around you. The storms ain't going to quit coming. The trials ain't going to quit coming. The rough times are not going to quit coming. But you can find rest. You can find peace for your soul in the middle of it. Y'all may have heard me tell this before. It seemed like I had mentioned this before, but I don't remember who it was. I think I remember my daddy 
using it in a message. But he said there was, there was an old preacher and his wife. His wife had a lot on her mind. She was dealing with a lot, a lot of stress. They were laying in the bed and his wife, she kept tossing and turning, tossing and turning. He knew she wouldn't get no sleep. And he simply said to his wife, lay it on the floor and go to sleep. It'll be there in the morning. I mean, that's about as true as it gets. Oh, he didn't say, hey, it's all going to be okay. He didn't say, oh, every, you know, God's going to fix everything. Even though God does fix uh, the problems that we have when we go to Him, but he didn't say, oh, it, you know, it won't be there. Just forget about it. He said, just go to sleep. You can worry about that later. How is that possible, Brother Branson? How is it possible that we can get the rest that we need? Even though everything's so crazy, God, the Lord, we can rest because we put our trust in Him. We can lay it at His feet. And it's important that we allow ourselves to rest. And turn to Psalms chapter 127. Psalms chapter 127. If you really start to dig into it, there's a lot in the Bible about rest. And, and I'm going to try to bring out as much as I can tonight. Lord, help me. But you just do, even you know, after this, you can do your own little study on top of it. There's a lot in the Bible about how we got to rest. We need, we need to make sure we do that. Psalm 127, look at verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. We work, we do, we go, we get up, we, t we try to tackle the day. My wife tells me all the time, there's just not enough hours in the day. Well, we all feel like that sometimes, don't we? Especially with the time change, it's like, good grief, I can't even get home before it's dark. It's annoying. <laughs> but really, we, we feel like, you know, we, we try to tackle everything we got to do, and then, well, there goes another day. We're always go, 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 go. But God gives His beloved sleep. Now, put that into perspective tonight. I really want to encourage you with that thought. It's possible. He gives us so many things. And, and like I said, I want to do this whole study. Lord, Lord willing, we're going to do some more with it, uh, with the services to come. But we think of all the things that are, are so important that He has given us, like I tried to list a minute ago. Uh, Lord willing, we're going to touch on His Son, uh, His love, His grace, His wisdom, the, His victory. He gives us all these things. We say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Uh, you know, victory in Jesus. Uh, that is a wonderful thing. Thank you, Lord, for the grace that you provide. Thank you, Lord, for the mercy you provide. Uh, thank you, Lord, for your Son, our Savior. Uh, and we look at that and we say, you know, that, that's what it's all about. Oh, that's wonderful. But you know what's just as important? He also gives us rest. And we look right over top of that. That's just as important as anything. I mean, I know, uh, you know, 
making sure we have Christ in our life is more important than making sure we get 12 hours of sleep or whatever. Uh, but we can't be effective Christians like we ought to if we're uh, running dry, if we're running empty, we're running on fumes. You say, preacher, why is rest so important? Like I said, God made it that way. He made us that way. God made us with an eternal clock that tells us we need to catch up on some rest. We need to recharge the batteries. How can we be a blessing and a use for God if we're always snappy, we're always grouchy? And I know that seems very elementary, but just think about it. We all grouchy whenever we ain't had no rest. I know I am. God knows it too. I am I, I am kind of hard to be around sometimes whenever I've been running all day and, and I get home and, and I mean, sometimes it's like, I want y'all to leave me alone. And I think we all get that way and I believe God knows it too. And just remember, just remember everything I'm saying. Just remember this. God designed us with all this in mind. It's in all in His plan. How can we be a blessing in this earthly vessel that God's given us when this earthly vessel will literally faint? We don't stop every once in a while. Turn to Psalm chapter 4. I want to give you one other that uh, goes with this thought. We're going to kind of switch gears a little bit. Psalm chapter 4. Like I said, you, you dig into it, there, there's plenty of instances where it talks about rest and even sleep in the Bible. Not just taking a break, not just catching your breath, but actually sleeping. Psalms chapter 4, verse 8 says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. That's a good little scripture to remember if you have a hard time sleeping. Look, I know some people that really do deal with things. I've dealt with things before where I really couldn't sleep. I know we've all experienced a time where we have something so heavy on our mind, we literally cannot sleep. My, I know people in my family who deal with that daily. But if we keep in mind, the Lord only makes us dwell in safety. He is our safety. He is our comfort. You keep that in mind. It is possible... Uh, to lay down in peace and sleep. That's encouraging tonight. You can turn off the worry switch. We serve a powerful God. But also, I don't want to just talk about sleep tonight. I don't want to mention a few other things. Not just rest in the sense of sleeping for a few hours in your bed at night. But rest as in taking time. Slowing down, stopping, recalculating. It's important to take off and rest spiritually. You say, why? Well, you'll miss a lot. Wife, 
husbands, grandkids, you kids, grandkids, you family. How can we draw closer to our spouses? I tried to bring that out in this morning's message, how it's important because uh, we can hinder ourselves if, if we are far away from our spouses. How can we do that when we don't have time away from the storms and, and the craziness of life? How can we train up a child in the way they should go when we don't have the time or opportunity in our busy schedules? When we don't have time away uh, from the things that we are so tied to? You ladies, how can you do uh, Titus 2? Verse 3 through 5, without taking the time. Turn over there. I want to point that out. Titus chapter 2. How, how can you do these things? You can answer whenever we actually get there. How about that? <laughs> answer in your own mind. I'm just trying to make sure y'all follow me. T uh, Titus chapter 2. Look at verse 3. I'll give you just a minute. I know Titus is kind of hard to find. It's like two or three pages. So. Look at uh, verse 3. It says, The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the younger women, or the young women, to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, Chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. We have responsibilities to others, don't we? Train up a child in the way he should go. Honor thy father and mother. Reverence your husbands. Husbands, honor your wives. You women, teach the younger women. Us men, we got to, uh, you know, train the younger men. How can we do all these things that God has uh, has charged us with if we don't take the time to do it? That requires rest. That requires time from our busy schedules. Yes, I know we are to work. We're supposed to provide. And I know that there is a balance. I'm not saying we need to just blow off work. We need to just blow off the responsibilities we have. Um... But if God's put on your heart, hey, you need to slow down a little bit, you best do it. We can't be a blessing uh, like, we're ought to, like we ought to if we're always stressed out or too busy or too tied up on our busy schedules. God designed us that way. I want to stress that to death. Uh, oh, I know I just about have. God designed us that way. I want to stress that because... That's why it's so important. We overlook that. We really do. Turn to Genesis chapter 2. I'm going to try to wrap it up here. Just one other scripture. Genesis chapter 2. I don't know if you ever thought about this. I'm going to try to point it out, though. Chapter 2 and verse 2 says, On the seventh day, God ended His work which He had made, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it He had rested from all His work which God created and made. 
God made a day for resting, specifically for resting. I'm going to step on some of your toes just a second, all right? We set aside Sunday to come to church. It's the day of rest. It's not just for coming to church. It is not just, well, i got to make sure I'm at church on Sunday morning, even Sunday night. i got to make sure I'm at church on Sunday. That's the day for church. It's not the day for church. It's the day for rest. To rest, but also to, to be among God's people. And we know this, but I want to ask you a few personal questions, give you some homework to go think on. How about that? How many of us go home? And look, before I say this, I am extremely guilty of this one. Whenever I get done preaching, a lot of times I'll rip this towel off when I get in the car. I'm headed to the house. And, and I'm just, I, I'm, I'm already thinking about work the next morning. I'm ready, you know, I got to get in the bed, get some sleep, so on and so forth. I want to ask you this, though. Sunday being the day of rest for us, how many of us go home when we have enough time and opportunity to reflect on what was preached that morning? And I'm not saying y'all need to just, you know, because I'm up here preaching. I mean, make sure y'all get what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. I want y'all to really get what God's trying to get y'all to get. And with that being said, when you go home, take the time to reflect. How many of us reflect on our home? It's the day of rest. You sit there, you know, go home, watch TV. Go home and, and do your different activities and, and, you know, separate and do the things you want to do. Or you go home and talk to one another. Spend time together. How many of us fellowship with, uh, with other children of God? That's what it's for. God created a whole day for that. There's this old country song that come to mind and, and it has a great meaning. I, I don't try to preach anything but the Bible but um, it, it come up to mind and it, and it lines up with Scripture because it's true. There's truth in it. Um, but I'm going to read you a few lyrics to it that, that uh, come to mind. It goes, Sunday was a day of rest. Now it's one more day for progress. And we can't slow down because more is best. It's all an endless process. Boy, that's so true. Sunday used to be, everybody knew, hey, it's the day to stop. That's the way God intended it to be. How many of us try to go home and rake the yard? Or, or try to go home and, well, i got to get that grass cut. And, you know, I don't, I don't know, whatever you ladies might try to accomplish. And I'm getting on to myself too. Do you actually truly rest Refuel. Coming to church as a, as a saved Christian, a member of the body of Christ. Why do we come to church, y'all? To get encouragement. To get refueled. To get recharged. <coughs> God designed us with rest in mind. He took a rest on the seventh day. And, and, and I said, I, I done forgot about what I, what I said a second ago. Um, I don't know if y'all ever th thought about this before, 
but we read the scripture here in Genesis 2 where he made this day of rest. And it says, and he rested on the seventh day. He didn't just make the day of rest and say, hey, I, I made y'all day of rest. I threw that in there because, you know, uh, I, I'm just awesome. He said, it says, and he rested. But then you go and read Psalm 121 verse 4. It says, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither, neither uh, sleep nor slumber, or slumber nor sleep, rather. You say, well, that don't make sense. Why did he rest whenever he don't ever need to rest? He did it to show us. He did it to give us an example. He did it because he knew we need it. So it's important to rest. It's important to take time to have peace from the storms of life. And it's possible in Christ Jesus tonight. Y'all pray for me. This will be the message and we'll hopefully pick up next Sunday night. Lord willing.